Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning feng shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to energy update for March 2024 month of the fire rabbit Today We're going to get into the zodiac signs that are most impacted zodiac forecast, as well as flying stars, feng shui, neuroinnovation sectors, and how to stay healthy and transition from the uh, winter time to the springtime. Let's get into it. I'm Candice Berlinga, Certified Feng Shui Practitioner, Red Ribbon Professional with the International Feng Shui Guild, and Reluctant Feng Shui Master. I'm your host to the Learn Feng Shui Podcast. Welcome. Let's get into this energy update here. March 4th does bring in the month of the fire rabbit, and that lasts through uh, the 19th, that first solar cycle, Jechi, or micro season of the month. Um, that is called awakening of worms. Spring thunderstorms and warmer weather usually mark this cycle here. And it is a time where you start seeing more worms and insects kind of coming up to the surface. Um, just happy for that warmer weather as, as am I, you know, we've had a pretty mild uh, winter here where I live in Texas. It's been pretty nice. minus a few really cold days. Um, so yeah, I guess the groundhog is right on the early spring thing, right? So March 19th through April 4th does bring that spring equinox. And this is the time of year where we see more balance in day and night time. And, you know, this the day starts to get a little bit longer, night's a little bit shorter. That'll really start to be apparent um, during this next micro season here. And then the pagan observance of Austerlitz, that cross quarter point in the year, for the wheel of the year and this is where we get our traditions of easter and um, just kind of that observance there and this uh i was a fun little thing here fun a fact i suppose where do we get the imagery of a hare or a rabbit with easter eggs where does easter money come from um actually the goddess ostra um, I found this, there's a couple different versions of the story, but basically she transformed a bird into a rabbit and left it with the ability to lay eggs. There is one um, sort of version of this where she, you know, come across this bird that was very, I guess, kind of braggadocious, you know, very proud of itself and to humble it a little bit. She's like, mm -mm, I'm turning you into a rabbit, but... I will allow you the ability to lay eggs once a year. All right, guys, looking at kind of the tone or the theme that the fire rabbit can bring us here. So if you think of the fire rabbit, we're going to be thinking of the energy of yin fire and yin wood. And so it's kind of like a candle. You know, anywhere you look, it'll say uh, the fire rabbit is like a candle. Um, but if you think of the way a candle is or the use for it, I suppose, it is small, but it is effective to see what's going on directly in front of you to light your way. And if you think of the way yin fire is, you know, or a candle fire, it is um, about feeling inspired, you know, keep going. So the fire rabbit can kind of give us a societal collective sense that things are going to work out and be okay. I think, um, remember that we can only 
you know, focus on what's within our control. Okay. So letting go of that can uh, be very helpful here too. And, um, yeah, just from the perspective of Chinese metaphysics, the season of spring does start with the new year in February and it is the months of February, March, and April. And so spring is a time where the yang energy is building. Think of the way the light is building, how we're having more kind of equal amounts of day, the daytime's taking over and this yang energy is building, right? And so it is a perfect time to manifest when the yang energy is building. It's a good time to manifest just like when the uh, moon is you know, going from the new moon to the full moon, it's a time to manifest. And so purging, getting rid of unwanted items and doing spring cleaning, like closets, organizing, stuff like that, that can help you symbolically make room for new things to come into your life. And remember, I am reading this from my, the newsletter. So newsletters up on the website, um, there is both a PDF and you can just read it on the website if you'd like to. Um, I, I like the way it looks a little bit better. To me, it's easier to, to follow um, than the previous blog post. Um, but it does have a page on here, a second page. Um, it does, I, I'm gonna include something called practical application. And it's going to tell you generally just what you can do just in a practical way without following flying stars and all the other things, right? Um, setting intention and goals um, and what you can do with that spring cleaning to, you know, just kind of improve the feng shui of your home. Uh, one thing I do include, though, is don't forget to do a spiritual cleansing or clearing on both your home and yourself, you know? And so... Um, I do have date selection days for that. There is a calendar on the, the newsletter too. Um, and it talks about days to do that spiritual cleansing and even days just to declutter, organize, or donate things to, um, you know, a charity. So go check out that newsletter because all the information I'm covering today is in there. It'll be linked in the show notes. And it always comes out the same day as the uh, podcast. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I forget to plug my stuff sometimes, guys. I just be forgetting to tell y'all. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's let's check out that zodiac forecast now. Let's get into that. All right, guys, when we look at your zodiac forecast, remember you do have four zodiac signs in your natal chart. So you have one for the year, month, day, and even hour you are born. So there's four different zodiac signs you have to follow. And for this, you only look at the zodiac signs. There is a calculator always linked below. You just plug in your birth date and you can find um, those four zodiac signs. If you don't know the hour you're born, I, I get that and understand that too. So uh, that just takes out a little component, but it's, it's totally okay, actually. So we're just looking at the zodiac signs. Um, and the year represents your friends, social circle, community. The month can represent your career, parental relationships, and sometimes your health. That is, the day does represent your health and romantic relationships. And the hour uh, represents your uh, children's thoughts, emotions, feelings, and if you have a downline, your subordinates. So um, depending on where that zodiac sign falls, whether in the year, month, day, or hour, that is the area of life that it is said to impact you. Okay, it's kind of a general way to look at it. So check that out and uh, yeah, reference back to that. Uh, so yeah, let's check out which zodiac signs are most impacted. 
All right, zodiac signs the most impacted. Remember, not all 12 zodiac signs will be impacted by the energy of uh, the dragon or the rat. So remember, we had to kind of take into the account those yearly energies. So we have the dragon for the year and in comes this rat for the month and does have some sort of interaction, right? And so some zodiac signs do not actually uh, interact, okay? And starting off, of course, with what we were just talking about, the symbol of Easter here is the rabbit. So the rabbit, um, it will, you know, be governing the energy this month. It's called the Grand Duke. Whenever you see energy that governs the month, it's, it's just called the Grand Duke, okay? And we can kind of look at what's called the Shinshaw Stars to see where you can focus your attention. So um, the two things that I think you need to be most cautious, I suppose, of or most most mindful of is the sickness star. So if you start experiencing bad health, do go for a checkup. You know, don't put that off. Um, the rabbit does have just some energies this year that could cause some minor health problems. Um, probably nothing major because you do have some energies that kind of also will clear it up. And so you might just see some nagging small health problems. Like, you know, if you have an underlying condition, it may just, you know, bother you a little more this year. Um, but also surpassing path, uh, increased anxiety and um, stress. You might just feel more stressed. So, uh, one thing I would recommend is practicing some stress reducing uh, activities like meditation, exercise, deep breathing, stretching, yoga, you know, those type of things. So that's what the rabbit can focus on for the month. All right, guys, the next zodiac sign most impacted is probably going to be um, the tiger and, and dragon, but probably tiger more so because you already have of the month of the a rabbit, the year of the dragon, and then you yourself will have a tiger. And so that does make a seasonal combination. And uh, the three zodiac signs do combine to form the element of wood. And so um, it just, honestly, we can look at what, what wood means to you here. And it means making connections. Uh, networking would be really beneficial for you this month or just um, doing some things that uh, help you connect to other people and make those connections, you know, uh, do some sort of a collaboration. It can be very beneficial for you. Uh, focusing on self-growth. Wood does represent also self-growth and just you know, kind of that uh, need for growing, I suppose. Uh, Self-awareness is really good to kind of do this month, those type of thing, mindfulness. And then signing up for a new course or going for a certification, learning something new is highly supported for you this month. And even this year, but definitely this month. And forming the three harmony combination with the rabbit is the pig and goat. So if you have a pig and goat here, uh, you also make the element of wood. So it combines to make wood. And so same kind of applies in networking, making friends and collaboration. Um, but for you also making connections between ideas and concepts. And so you may, you know, think of two unrelated things, um, but there may be a connection between the two that you're able to make this month, if that makes sense. And then um, branching out uh, your business into new fields connected with your current line of work. And so um, this is just an example I had. If you are a dog groomer and you specialize in grooming, maybe you could do something like adding, um, uh, you know, pet retail 
area to your space, new services, you know, maybe you make doggy bandanas on the side and you decide you, you know, now want to sell those in your shop. And so uh, don't get out of your current line of work, but adding to it could be uh, beneficial for you this month. And looking at the clashing energy. So the rooster could be impacted. However, remember that when you have a combination with another zodiac sign, it actually takes away a clash. And so you do have a combination with the dragon. So the dragon for the gear does bring about the combination. So it actually takes precedence and does take the clash away for the sign of the rooster. So um, yeah, you shouldn't have too much of a hard time this month with opposing energy. Although sometimes, you know, I will say for the rooster, your year uh, may be more eventful than last year. So last year for the rooster, you experienced a clashing energy with the rabbit. However, you do combine with the dragon and sometimes a combination does make a little bit more of an eventful or exciting, I would say, year for you. So I feel like it's already um, impacted me that way. I have both a dragon and a rooster. I already have a very strong uh, combination. And so, yeah, we, we'll just see what this year has in store for me. <laughs> but at least you don't have clashing energy, right? Right, let's now look at the flying stars, feng shui for uh, the month of March. So flying stars do kind of mimic their pattern from last year. Uh, flying star four academy star is going to be center. So not really too usable for uh, the month. I know people kind of like to follow that star. Starting with flying star number one. So yeah, Gua two or the Southwest. The Flying Star 1 does enhance the yearly 9 star that is there, and it does create a lucky combo of 10. This combo can help with connection and work and relationships. So if you're a Gua 2, you know, you can benefit from this. If not, you can just use it by working in the sector or putting a fan, moving object, and of course decluttering and moving in the area as Flying Stars are activated by movement. Another popular flying star is the flying uh, star number six, Luck Star, but it does unfortunately fall into the west for this month, so not really too usable. You can place a salt cure here if I mean you might have one already since the five star is there, um, but uh, you can put a charm there. So I would do six coins tied with a yellow string. Or you can even just put metal out. So some people do put metal uh, weights under like a bed or, you know, they'll put them off uh, kind of underneath furniture. That works too. So just having something metal in the area or that um, salt cure can kind of absorb some of those negative uh, energy, I suppose, uh, from those flying stars. So, but yeah, six stars shouldn't, shouldn't be too impactful there it should be quite okay but you should have something there for the year anyway if you uh, follow flying stars and we do love a good eight wealth star that does go back to the south uh, for the month um, i would say honestly i wouldn't really activate this area you know um, if you are a Gua 9, you might expect a busier month because that eight star does kind of represent just putting in more effort work, 
you know, stuff like that. So you can work in an area, send emails, cold leads, and do follow-ups, but I would not activate the area. And then the other area here has pretty good flying star. Number nine is the north. So the nine happiness star does join the eight wealth star. So I kind of prefer the north uh, to the south. And this is an area for the whole year where you could put up a fan, a radio, put water in the area, or just keep the energy, you know, kind of moving. You can always declutter areas too to kind of activate and um, bump up that energy. But yeah, all in all, um, I really like the north uh, this year just because it's a pretty good sector. So whenever it has extra good flying stars in there, like the 8-9 combination, you know, should be quite good for the month. And areas we want to cure. So negative flying stars for the month, uh, the number two illness star does have the potential to create some issues. So if you're a GWA 3, watch your health this month. And uh, if you have a bedroom in the east, flying star number two does go to the east. Uh, put a little salt, salt jar there, uh, salt jar there, <laughs> salt jar there. Uh, just place that there, you know, kind of keep the area quiet. And if you do have other preferred items that you use to cure the area uh, from the two, I know Wulu boards are, are quite popular to use. Um, so yeah, you can place your items out there. And then Flying Star 3 goes to the southeast. It's usually called the Conflict Star. Um, so a traditional cure to kind of uh, cure this is a flag because um, it is the fire energy without actually putting fire there so it does kind of burn up the um you know exhaust the earth i suppose and then exhaust also the the wood i guess it kind of bridges the gap in between the two if that makes sense and so um you know you don't want to put anything red there but you can put a little flag honestly it's not an area i use very much so i'm not going to do anything to the area so do avoid uh, candles and red colors and stuff if you want to do a fire a cure you could do the flag um, but yeah the gua four also be cautious of your anger and uh, watch your liver Flying Star 7 does move to the northeast. Honestly, not too big a deal. The one caution I would have would be that the year 6 star is there and 6-7 could represent um, a little bit of aggression. It's like two swords fighting because um, they're both metal energies. So be cautious of that for the Gua 8 or if you sleep here, you could put a little salt cure here. But honestly, if your bedroom's there, you know, you should be just fine. If you, if you just uh, generally use the area, it shouldn't be too big a deal. Um, the flying, uh, flying star number five um, does go back to the northwest. And it actually is controlled there by the natural metal energy so honestly i wouldn't really put a cure there but you could place a saltwater cure if you're a little a bit uh, cautious of the area maybe it's a bedroom um yeah just put a salt cure here and our no renovation sectors for the month are going to be the east and the west kind of like last year here it is like a little bit of a tone of last year um, this is similar, I suppose. Uh, we do get the month breaker uh, there in the west with the five yellow. So definitely no digging, renovations, things like that. And then here uh, we do want to make sure we do 
not dig, hack, or renovate in the east where the Grand Duke energy is for the month. Um, so to check that out, yeah, again, just go to that blog post. Um, I, I do have a lot of information and more on that. Um, it shows all these in detail. You can easily reference. I try to make really quick reference guides. And then I do have notable dates for the month that have all kinds of, you know, things here like uh, holding clearance sales, you know, uh, dates for uh, starting new assignments or projects all around good day, feng shui adjustments, send billing even. Uh, you can, there are certain days you could do that instead of being more successful. So yeah, go check that out and um, that'll be linked below. So now we're going to uh, get into Folklore Friday. We're gonna talk about uh, transitioning from winter to spring. All right, guys, quick little break. Today's episode is brought to you by Learn Feng Shui. That's my website. Imagine that. <laughs> so, yeah, just go check out the website. Um, again, I, you know, I, I tend to forget to let you guys know the website's there. I actually do feng shui consultations for... Uh, many listeners, many listeners do uh, contact me. Um, I do offer free floor plan mapping and a free little, you know, chat session. I call it a free one room consultation, but honestly, I mean, just call me. We could, you know, answer a few of your feng shui questions, you know, help you kind of get started and maybe set up your living room or if you have, you know, problems with your uh, bedroom or something like that, you know, just let me know. I, you know, I'll help you. I'm pretty friendly. I don't really, you know, uh, push people to uh you know a payment link or anything like that so i just i like feng shui and i like sharing it so um with that being said i am going to be uh launching and it'll probably will be in the summertime a activating your wealth sector class and so um, i'll just kind of be working on that and as the curriculum gets done which may take me just a minute i'm trying to figure out how to make this easy but i do want to help people find and identify their wealth sector so i'll be announcing that as it comes so yeah if you need a floor plan mapping or just want to chit chat about feng shui just uh, shoot me a message links always in the show notes and on my website there is a contact box you just uh, message me or book a little session send in your floor plan uh, there's even a, a link in there to, to upload your floor plan uh, you don't even have to talk to me just upload it um it does have to be a proper floor plan that's drawn out um, and i do need your either address or facing direction of your home so <laughs> sometimes i i kind of get lost um uh not really lost but i suppose the floor plan and the message it gets lost because i can't do anything with it unless you uh send me the correct information so if you've sent it before and you realize maybe you didn't send in the complete information that's why i haven't ma mapped your floor plan out i always message people though so sometimes i get response sometimes uh, i do not so anyway, let's go on to that Folklore Friday segment. And we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about Chinese medicine here. Four ways to transition from winter to spring. All right, guys, from clinicacumed.com. Four ways to transform from winter to spring. So the seasons have a direct effect on our health, affecting the balance of elements inside each one of us. And in Chinese medicine, it is encouraged that as the seasons change, we should adapt accordingly to promote good health by living in harmony with the environment. We can prevent illness and imbalance. And you guys know I'd like to include all this in my episodes because we can do some things according to Chinese medicine just to stay a little healthier, keep the chi flowing inside our body too. 
So it says here, spring is a season for rebirth, renewal, and regrowth. And it is when we move from the darkness of winter in the yin part of the year into the light towards the yang part. According to AcuMed doctors, top tips to help you spring forward better into well-being, you should look after your liver. So according to TCM or traditional Chinese medicine, spring is associated with the liver and of course the wood element. So did you know that your liver is one of the most important organs for renewing, cleansing, and energizing your body? So TCM does teach us that when the liver is running smoothly, emotional chi will flow and ease throughout the body. And the liver is responsible for metabolizing of fat, detoxification of drugs and breaking down carbohydrates and producing heat for your body. So it does say here, you can help your liver. Um, and it does say here, the liver is uh, the organ related to emotion and TCM and releasing negative emotions can actually help this organ to feel reinvigorated and ready for new beginnings. Try something new or refocus your energy on a goal that you may have let slip. That's their tip there. Um, the liver does open up into the eyes. So remember to take breaks when looking at your computer monitor for extended periods of time and to do eye exercises. And I think we do. Um, so this is the easiest way to kind of think of this when you have jaundice or when your liver um, levels are off, you will notice the whites of your eyes are yellow. So, um, you know, doctors know that, right? We know that it does open to your eyes. So um, that is interesting, though, in taking breaks. I hadn't thought about that for um, you know, for helping my liver too. Interesting. Uh, I do get on the computer quite a bit. And so, uh, the number three here, the liver does control the tendons. So start stretching every day. Stretching is good to open up pathways to the liver and gallbladder and avoid stagnation. And it does help with many health problems that can arise when these organs are in bad shape. So I know one of the hallmarks of a TCM or Chinese medicine is to help the chi flow through all of your organs. And it, just is supposed to help your health. And the liver is related to your ability to plan ahead. So while the gallbladder is related to your ability to finalize decisions, um, be positive to protect these vital organs and allow yourself to grow as nature intended. So what can we do or, you know, what can we eat, I suppose, what foods can help us during this time? And um, it does say here cleansing the body is important. And it says in the wintertime, we often find ourselves craving hearty meals. I know I do when it's cold. I just want to eat and be cozy, uh, maybe winter weight, right? So there are festive seasons where we overload and indulge in feasts and guzzle down countless drinks while exhausting ourselves with all the parties that we couldn't miss out on. Yeah, I wish, right? <laughs> That'd be I don't have a social life. But I do sit in front of my TV and uh, relax that way. So now it is the time to renew and regenerate your body from the inside out. Just as we spring clean our homes, we do need to spring clean our bodies and our digestive system. So it's time to focus on our digestion and detoxification. And it says here, since the liver energy is green like spring, it activates and nourish your liver chi by adding fresh green and sour foods, such as leafy foods, uh, to your diet. As spring is associated with the liver, it's important to have a diet that strengthens and cleanses it. 
and it says here, our doctor's advice to you is to reduce the intake of sour foods and increase sweet and pungent flavors to facilitate the liver to regulate chi through your body. And here it suggests alfalfa, algae, asparagus, basil, broccoli, celery, citrus, collard greens, cucumber, fennel, fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi, um, ginger, kale, lettuces, radishes, seaweed, pickles, spirulina, sprouts, watercress, and wheatgrass. Some of these you can find in your local smoothie shop. So if you go get a green smoothie, a lot of times this stuff is going to be in it. So I say get a green smoothie. And yeah, it does say also that massages are really good to get. It says um, to flush the toxins by doing um, some acupuncture, acupressure, you know. And just stretching and moving around um, and kind of getting away from that sedentary area of winter. You know, we kind of want to um, just cocoon ourselves in the winter. Um, so, yeah, just kind of um, doing these things can help us stay healthy during this spring season. I know I'm going to definitely have to add some more greens because I feel like I'm still in my winter diet. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and found it informative. Again, check out that newsletter and I'll catch you guys next week. I have a fun episode planned. <laughs> it's going to be when feng shui ruins your life. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue in cheek episode, but I am excited for it. I recorded it a, a while back and I just haven't, um, put, you know, put it out. So I'm excited to release that and uh, just kind of have fun with that episode. And uh, you'll notice that um, some of these months, they do have like five weeks in them. I typically only put out an episode every uh, like three a month just because I do have other consultations and my own, you know, home to care for and do feng shui for. Um, and so um, you might be missing a couple weeks of episodes. I'll kind of intersperse them throughout the month um, if there's a five, you know, five Fridays in the month. But anyway, you guys have a great weekend and I'll catch you guys next week for an episode of When Feng Shui Ruins Your Life. For a free one room consultation or energy mapping of your space, follow the link in the show notes. To support the podcast, share with your family and friends, leave a review, or go to learnfengshui.com.